Welcome to another incredible, amazing, historical episode of Trailer Trashing, the podcast that rates, reviews, critiques, and, and shits on movie trailers. I'm your host, Joey Rinaldi, and joining me as they do every week is Charlie Weinchink, our chief editor-producer, and Derek Blythe, our voice funny man, critiquer <laughs> extraordinaire. What are you guys? Yo. How are you guys doing? Voice Hello. funny man. That's him. <laughs> That's the voice that we love so much. Got all today, my voices in t- the chamber. Today, trailer trashing made history. Uh, this this magazine reached out to us, and, and they're gonna put us in their magazine. I don't know when they're gonna be listening to this episode, but sometime in June, it's gonna happen. Yeah, this episode will be in June. Yeah. I so got if, you, my if you're podcasts from magazines from TV, <laughs> I have to be entertained constantly. <laughs> to make the voices stop <laughs> the irony is podcast is like the newest form of like media and magazines like the oldest form of media it's so backwards i love it trailer trashing look for us in sears catalog <laughs> 19 dickety two so uh to to, ca- to start off this uh, historical day for trailer trashing we're gonna do a, a historical episode by watching puppet movie trailers Derek, I know you chose this topic. Do you have a lot to say about puppet movies? Not really. I just like puppets. I think they're funny and they have a great time. Yeah, I could agree with that. I feel like I'm your guys' puppet and you guys control me by my string. Yeah. I have some puppets. Do you really? Oh, yeah, I've seen your puppet. I'm next to one right now. Would you look at that? Well, you can't. (laughs) I'm next to a baby doll head. Well, that's messed up. (laughs) Why do you have a baby doll head? Who are you voodoo cursing? I turn it into a microphone. Oh, well, I guess myself. Your baby doll head is a microphone? Yeah. That's so 80s punk. <laughs> Charlie, you are so 80s punk, and I feel bad that like you're not like a 2000 for you. I feel like you That's should why be. why he's always trying to give me heroin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joey, every time you leave, I try and give Derek heroin. <laughs> hey, no, Charlie, no. <laughs> you know, that's really funny because um I, I know this really sweet man named curtis i uh, he he did uh he's he's like a tech guy for like theater and whatnot and uh he he's a gay guy he grew up in like wisconsin or like lebanon or something somewhere far away <laughs> <laughs> and he said he would go to punk shows growing up and he said that like in the midwest of america that like KKK members go to punk shows to like recruit like angsty teenagers who want, who'd probably hate black people. Have you ever seen Green Room? No. Man, that's a good movie. Is that about KKK members recruiting people at punk shows in the, the Midwest in like the late seventies? Uh no, it's just about like this white supremacist like punk venue in the Midwest. Oh wow! So it is about what I just said. <laughs> yeah, that's why I mentioned it. It's very relevant. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's an awesome movie, and it's with uh, Captain Picard. Yes, Jean Luc. Uh, I remember I did a comedy show like a week before that movie came out, and this girl that I was like backstage with was like, "I'm gonna be really famous because my boyfriend was just in Green Light or Green Room or Green Warehouse, whatever." She was like, "I'm gonna be famous because my boyfriend's in that movie," and um, she's not famous, and I don't, I still don't know who her boyfriend is. And he was in Green Room? Yeah, he was a guy in Green Room, apparently. Which guy? One of the guys. I don't know. You, you got to ask. Was he Jean-Luc? Patrick's boyfriend right? is Jean-Luc Picard, which is not his <laughs> name, which escapes me right now. It's Patrick Stewart. It's Patrick oh, Stewart. Oh, there we go. Patrick Stewart. Is, is Patrick Stewart the, the guy in the, in the wheelchair? Stewart. Yeah. Patrick no. St- 
He's in the what? wheelchair in, the, in X-Men. In the X guys. Oh, I thought you meant in real life. Does he have a wheelchair in real life too? Uh, I don't no. believe so. He's well, in the a, X-Men. He's got a dog. He, he has a dog? Yeah, he's got a big old dog that he rides. That'd be an amazing uh, thing goes, to tell us. He goes, to the Walgreens. <laughs> the dog takes him. That would have been an amazing fact for uh, the dog movie episode. But we're in fucking puppet movies. Uh, and I'm Wait sick. a second. <laughs> you just said a great fact for the dog movie episode would be to that Patrick Stewart has one. <laughs> Patrick Stewart has a dog that he rides to Walgreens. <laughs> that's not a fact good nice try joey nice try with the fucking segue all right that would have been an amazing fun fact but unfortunately for you scallywags we're not doing that we're doing puppet movies and and the first movie we're doing is a movie that i've never seen i've heard a lot about i didn't know it was a puppet movie till today uh we're doing being mr john Na- well it's just called being john this is, being, I, this is i picked this one yeah, good yeah pick. Good i love pick. this movie and it's like it's subtly a puppet movie. It's not. It's like this isn't necessarily what you would first think of when you think of puppet movies, but it's definitely a puppet movie. I mean, it starts out yeah. and it's about a guy who is a marionette dude, and and marionette's uh, another word for puppets. Yeah, it's a fancy puppet, and puppet and you'll see like Pinocchio. Pinoc. Pinocchio. Joey, back me up here because you're Italian, but. Is it? Is, do Italians just cut off like the last three letters of every word? Oh, no, that's only for <laughs> it's, it's only for cheese related stuff. Uh, like like if you're talking about Parmesan, you say palm. If you're talking about regatta, you say regatta. It sounds it's a, like American. You sound like Sopranos Italian and not real Italian. That well, is a joke. My dad's from yeah. Jersey. My mom's from Queens. What do you expect from me? Yeah, like remember when they in Sopranos when they go to Italy and he's like. Oh, yeah. where's the gravy? The gravy for the macaroni. <laughs> and he's talking about spaghetti sauce and, and not macaroni. And they're like, uh, como se dice gravy? <laughs> we totally uh, got off topic from being John Malkovich. I'll leave the rest of what I was what I have to say for after you watch the trailer. Thank God. Let's watch the being John Malkovich movie trailer. Seven and a half, right? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Welcome to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Plummer building. My name is Craig Schwartz and I have an interview with Dr. Lester. Please have a seat, Mr. Juarez. My name is Schwartz. My name is Schwartz. Which of these two letters comes first, this one or this one? The symbol on the left is not a letter, sir. Damn, you're good. Do you know that I don't even know your name or where you work? And 50 other lines to get into a girl's pants. <laughs> so, honey, you thought any more about us having a baby? I think that maybe we should just wait and see if this job thing pays off. There's a tiny door in my office, Maxine, and it takes you inside John Malkovich. There's no such thing as a hole into somebody's brain. Yes, there is. You see the world through John Malkovich's eyes? <laughs> And then after about 15 minutes... That's not me. I didn't say that. You're spit out into a ditch on the side of the New Jersey turnpike. It was amazing. Where the hell are we? We're about to be just subconscious. Do you think that it's kind of weird that John Malkovich has a portal? I mean, do you think that it might have some sort of significance? What is going on? Huh? I discovered that portal. It's my head! John Cusack. Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, 
and John Malkovich. Malkovich! Malkovich! Being John Malkovich. Hey, Malkovich, be fast! Oh, that shot where the guy throws a can, I think that guy was not part of the movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. That This is an amazing... But what do you do when you see John Malkovich? Hey, Malkovich! You gotta throw your, your Bud Light. If I had a Bud Light, I, I'd throw it so hard at John Malkovich's bald head. <laughs> I absolutely love this movie. This movie is... It's an incredible is, movie. And yes, it's absolutely incredible. And Charlie Kaufman is a genius. And the combination of Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones is always just like so unstoppable. It might be the, yeah. the funniest, most sad movie. It just crushes your soul and you laugh really hard at it at the same time. It's very strange. <laughs> Did yeah. you guys know that this was both Jones's and Kaufman's first feature film ever? I think I did know this. I read um, an earlier version of the screenplay, um, and the beginning was totally different. And I'll get to that in a second. But Joey, having never seen this movie, and I'm assuming never the trailer, could you tell this was a puppet movie? Uh, no, I could not tell there was a puppet movie, <laughs> although there was a scene where they had marionette puppets, which makes you think, ah, maybe there's a good chance there'll be puppets involved, but it's but at no point would I say it's a puppet movie. It is the puppet movie. The puppet is John Malkovich. Derek, I'm just the guy with the podcast who's watching a trailer, and I didn't need you to make me feel bad for not knowing that John Malkovich is the You should the have got that from the, from the trailer. I, oh, I got it. He's the world's <laughs> biggest puppet. I got it. Happy? No, 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 no. It's let me let me let me let me explain it for everyone, for the viewers and for Joey. I'm sick of being your it. puppet, but mostly Derek. Joey, <laughs> but mostly for Joey. So, um, the main guy, John Cusack, he uh is a failing marionette artist, and he just like, you know, he's not making money. He's got this wife who is some sort of veterinarian who's got the house full of animals. And he's just like he's trying to just make it as the next big marionette artist, and it's not working out. And then he gets this job, and he finds that the, there's a secret room in this that is a portal to John Malkovich's head, and you can see through John Malkovich. And so basically, the puppet master, the marionette guy, now becomes the puppet controller for John Malkovich and it's just it's this crazy wacky adventure and it's super weird and zany and meta and it's crazy you know what so 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 I feel like I feel like this was a bad movie to choose because you and Derek clearly are way too inside of this and I have no idea what the hell's going on you're oh you mean like baseball movies (laughs) you mean like baseball movies (laughs) I don't know what's happening you're I just watched the trailer with John Cusack and Cameron Diaz looking like a nice little cute couple. And they had this tiny little office that if you crawl down the crawl space, you have to be in John Malkovich's brain. And I That's guess the that means, the movie. and I guess that means John Malkovich is a puppet. But the question that I want to ask you guys is why are we in a society where, where you making me the, a puppet to put on this puppet movie trailer? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't get how on. you're a puppet. I'm your, I'm your puppet, Derek, for for agreeing to do puppet movies. No, Boom, Joey. It what? was so clear. 
I and I also besides the fact that you already understood why this was a puppet movie, I explained why it was even more of a puppet movie because it was about the main character who was a marionette like right, guy. He I came here today master. to talk to my two friends about movie trailers. I didn't come here to get like an SAT lecture in my head. Why are you so triggered by John Malkovich? It's a good movie and a good trailer. Yeah, you should watch this movie is my I, main point. Sounds like you're mad to for just to be mad right now. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm not mad just to be mad. I'm mad because because Charlie's explanation bored me. What? If I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Wait, Charlie, the other day you told me you've only read one screenplay your whole entire life. Is this the one screenplay you've read? Nope, I didn't read the whole thing. I just read. I just read the beginning. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny you say that because um, the writer of this film, uh, Kaufman, he yeah. said that when he originally wrote this film, he only wanted to write a movie about a man who falls in love with somebody who's not his wife, and then he accidentally turned it into this John Malkovich movie, and it was a complete accident. Charlie Kaufman is a genius. Uh, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd believe it when I see it. So I'm going to give this trailer, honestly, I'm going to give it a, an eight because it was, I thought it was very riveting the whole time. If I'm using Derek's f system starting at five, you get two points for having Cameron Diaz and, and John Cusack. <laughs> uh, you get another point because uh, I like whenever they go inside people's heads. That's a favorite m motif of mine in movies. Then they lose a few points because uh, it, it looked a little scary at some point. So overall, it's an eight. Yeah, I mean... It was actually a really good trailer. I was wondering how they were going to explain this movie in a trailer, and they did it. And Joey got it. He yeah. didn't realize he got it. The trailer no, no, makes I it seem it. a lot more lighthearted than it actually is, though. It's actually horribly, depressingly sad, but also really good. Well, it's both. It's both, yeah. as we mentioned. Hey, before. Malkovich, be a can at your face. Yeah. So what are you giving it, Derek? Because I'll go eight, too. I'm going to give it an eight. I want to do my system, but I'm too emotionally invested in, in this movie. I'm too biased, so I, I can't break it down. I can't break down yeah. the trailer. And, it's a great movie. And for, for today's challenge of who's going to win the Bobby Seeger Award, award uh, how do you guys rate this on the tomato scale? Well, we both know this is a fantastic movie, so I'm going to go... 87. 87 is my guess. Okay. If you want to live with that answer, you can do it. I do. Okay. I mean, I hope it's higher. Okay. I uh, do too. Charlie. That's why I'm going to go for a 90. Oh, and I knew Charlie sucks because it was a 93. Derek wins again. Yeah. You cut me off by three points. I'm never rooting for Charlie on this. I'm so happy when Derek wins. Today's a good day. And this is what the tomato people said about being Mr. John Malkovich, even though I added the Mr. in. Smart, funny, and highly original. Being John Malkovich supports its wild premise with skillful direction and stellar ensemble cast. Ensemble and a stellar ensemble cast. Ensemble cast? Yeah. You make me sick. Because I'm not <laughs> a good reader, Swamp Boy. Yeah, I called you Swamp Boy. Yeah, yeah, you're a boy from the swamp, and I'm not afraid to say it anymore. Roger Ebert gave this one a four star, which is That's a out perfect of four score. stars, right? That's a perfect score. I mean, it's it's like really that good. It really is. He says, every once in a long, long while, a movie comes along uh, that is like no other. A movie that creates a new world for us and uses it to produce wonderful things. Forrest Gump was a movie like that. And so in their different ways... We're MASH. This is Spinal Tap, After Hours, Babe, 
uh, and there's something about Mary. What do such films have in common? Nothing. That's the point. Yeah, I was very confused. Each one stakes out a completely new place and colonizes it with limitless imagination. Either being John Malkovich gets nominated for Best Picture or the members of the Academy need portals into their brains. Hey, nice. Well finished. I love when the big eagle man gets mad at the Academy. Whenever he's throwing shit at the Academy, it's no, it's a, it's a movie that I have to see. Great movie. You should watch it, Joey. Joey's the only one who hasn't seen being John Malkovich uh, because he's lame. And I think I'm going to win. I don't know if this is a competition or what, but I think that this movie is going to win most something puppet movie. It's the most non-puppet puppet movie. No, it is a puppet movie. It's the most of all of these puppet movies. It's more, it has literal and metaphorical puppets. You fucking cheese ball. Can I say fuck on the podcast? <laughs> you fucking cheese ball. So before we end it for being John Malkovich, there's just a few fun stuff I'd like to throw your way. Uh, Jones turned down one of the big production companies that wanted to produce this movie after a producer on the phone call asked him, why can't it be being Tom Cruise? (laughs) (laughs) Can you you imagine this movie with Tom Cruise for one second? Oh my God. That's terrifying because there is a, there is a scene where John Malkovich discovers it and he, he goes, I want to do it. I want to go in the thing. So he goes into his own head and then every single person, it becomes John Malkovich. And all they can say is Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. And imagining with that with Tom Cruise would be perhaps would make it a horror film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They'd all be Scientologists. Tom Cruise. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because after um, they wrote this movie, Jones read it. And that scene you just brought up when they say Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich is when he decided that it has to be John Malkovich. Because before they were going to write the movie and look for other celebrities that they, that would do it. But but Spike Jones was like, the repetition of Malkovich is the best way to do it. And no other last name will make it as great. Is someone peeing? <laughs> I'm pouring more water. Oh. Joe, you're, you, you, <laughs> I didn't realize how out. loud, the, how what a thick, healthy stream it would be. <laughs> Get a thick, healthy stream into a thirsty cup. Wait, but don't you like that, Derek? That that what? that scene. Peace? That scene. No, that oh, scene yeah. you just brought up is why they they made it a point to only cast John Malkovich and not look at yeah. other people. I think that it was a good idea to cast John Malkovich just because of how arbitrary it seems, and I think that it is kind of what you're saying is that they realized that having picked John Malkovich randomly, seeming you can't go back. It has to be John, like, because it's so, like, because you could do that with anybody in the entire world, but they seem, they chose John Malkovich, so that, that's it. Yeah, it would be too distracting if it were being Tom Cruise or being Shia LaBeouf or, you know. Being Derek Blythe. That would be spooky. John Malkovich (laughs) is, like, a great actor, but he's also so, like, there's not that much that is special about his life that people latch on to like someone like Tom Cruise is somewhat of it like a superstar and like has things surrounding his life that make like tabloid magazines you know so I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw one more fun fact your way and then we're gonna move on John Cusack only read this script after he begged his agent to send him the most unproducible script you can find god damn this makes me think uh, we should have included adaptation in the Nicolas Cage movies. 
Wait, do not tell me about adaptations. I, I heard it's like a sequel to this, and I don't want any spoilers. It's not, it's not a sequel to this. It's just another Charlie Kaufman it's movie. Definitely not related to this. Yeah, but it's in my it's in my top five. I recommend it. I think Charlie Kaufman's a big David Bowie fan, which coincidentally brings us to our next movie trailer, Labyrinth, which That's features my man. Yet. David Bowie. I'm a Segway god. What's the opposite of being on fire? Like being on water? Joe, you're on water this episode with your Segway. You're on cold fire, blue fire that's cold. You're like, (laughs) what the hell is this? Joey's water. Buy it today in your water section at your grocery store. Joey's water (laughs) comes in thick, healthy streams. (laughs) Okay, what is this one? Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. Derek. Derek, you want to give a little intro before we watch this movie trailer since you chose it so much? Um, uh, no, let's just watch it. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're, wa- <laughs> let's watch it. we're watching Labyrinth, baby! TriStar Pictures announces the collaboration of three extraordinary talents. Jim Henson, creator of The Muppets and Dark Crystal. <laughs> George Lucas, creator of the Star Wars saga. (laughs) And one of the most innovative forces in modern entertainment, David Bowie. (laughs) Together, they will take you into a dazzling world of fantasy and adventure. There's nothing to be afraid of. A world where anything seems possible, and nothing is what it seems. Everything I've done, I've done for you. I move the stars for no one. The world of Labyrinth. I have no idea what the fuck that movie is about. Yeah, that was awesome. It's at the top of my list of movies where David Bowie is a goblin that steals a baby. Does that happen a lot in this time period? Oh, he did at least 20. Um, so <laughs> no she's. Way. Jennifer Connelly is like babysitting this kid. I've, I'm going to do my best. I haven't watched it since I was 13. She's she's babysitting this baby, and then David Bowie and his goblins show up at the window and steal the baby, and she follows him into the goblin M.C. Escher world nightmare realm place where she has to save the baby. So it's it's pretty much – there's a lot of baby peril. Um, there's a lot of really good dark David Bowie. That's like on my top five types of peril. Yeah. Baby peril. (laughs) Can I give a little, little anecdote, please? Mission granted. David Bowie. (laughs) When I was like a little kid, my cousins and I, we went to, we did like a family trip to London and there's like a famous maze like in London. That's like, I don't know. It's a maze. And I got lost in the maze by myself. And I was like crying by myself in the maze. Like, where's my cousins? Why won't anybody save me? And watching this trailer brought me back to that mindset. Because it was just like this girl. Big old goblins come out that go, well, well, what we got here? A little American baby. 
Yeah. What are we gonna do with them, Nigel? <laughs> is that is that is that um is that supposed to be a Clockwork Orange? Oh shit! Oh yeah, we little baby, <laughs> <laughs> big big money. Yeah, you know, but that's what that's what Joey Joey was in Baby Peril. That's what it was. You ever had Baby Peril? I was also in Clockwork Orange too. A oh, classic case up. of Baby Peril. Yeah, Joey, you you don't you don't want to you don't want to be there. No, that movie brought back serious trauma in my life too. But that's for a different podcast. <laughs> How did you get out of the maze? Uh, my cousin came and found me. It oh. wasn't that. Uh, Your to cousin people... was with Jennifer Connelly. So this movie is crazy, Derek. I, I did a yeah. quick wiki- Wikipedia search. They there was twenty five different versions of the script before they finally went to production. Twenty five different versions. Wow. And, and I mean, I would one hundred percent watch this movie after that trailer. Uh, I don't know if I would. I, I, I couldn't tell if it was watchable. Like it's it's a you know David Bowie soundtrack. You can't go wrong with that. During his late eighties yeah. dark soundtrack years, like Cat People, see these <laughs> eyes of rain, gasoline. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, shut I up. I don't know if I don't. Did you just tell me, <laughs> did you just tell me to shut up? <laughs> Derek, you need to apologize. You gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself, brother. What is what is the one where it's like the uh, <laughs> the crystal the crystal something? Dark crystal. Yeah, I've seen Dark Crystal. Yeah, Charlie, back off. Derek and I. Derek and I are in the middle of a tiff right now. No, we're in a fight. Movie no, we're in a podcast fight. <laughs> Derek, all I was gonna say to you was, I don't know if I would watch this movie, but I would have definitely watched. Uh, this movie, if Michael Jackson was the lead, there was a they almost cast the Michael Jackson instead of David Bowie. So you're you're telling me you won't watch this David Bowie film with real Jim Henson puppets in an <laughs> MC Escher nightmare world with a David Bowie score? Unless it's Michael Jackson. And we have we're in lockdown with all the time in the world, <laughs> and you wouldn't watch this. Cause they could have done it with Michael Jackson. That could have been a lot crazier. That's a dumb reason not to watch something. We all know Michael Jackson would be the best in every single movie, <laughs> and would make any movie watchable. But we can't have that. You know what? Because I'm gonna died. watch The Wiz. I'm gonna watch. The, I'm gonna watch The Wiz instead. Is that the, what the movie called? The Wiz. What's the movie with Michael Jackson playing Wizard of Oz? Wow. It might be the Wiz. The, Wiz, the Wiz is like the uh, it's the Wiz, the hip hop one. I'm gonna watch yeah. the Wiz instead because that's that movie delivered on my Michael Jackson has no puppets. I don't think it has puppets. I think Michael Jackson's the biggest puppet of them all. That's a pretty controversial opinion. This movie was hated. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was hated critically, and it was so hated that it made Jim Henson decide to never direct the movie ever again. Isn't that sad? Really? Oh my god! Yeah, really? you know if this was before Wait. or after Dark Crystal. It's got to be before because they say it in the trailer. Why would they? Why would they? It was yeah. after Dark Crystal. It's because after, Yeah, it's after Dark Crystal. Uh, but the thing is, Jim Henson directed the Dark Crystal Netflix series, right? No, no, he's been dead a long time. Really? Does it? May, I think it, dead? he his his son or someone, I think, did. Wow. Yeah, he got he got sick and he died and they put his soul into Kermit the Frog. Where he's tormented <laughs> for all of eternity. I wish that would happen to me. <laughs> it's not easy being green. <laughs> Yo, honestly, it'd be dope to be Kermit the Frog. He is that new hot girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about? He, yeah, isn't he uh, going he, out with Jennifer Lawrence? 
<laughs> no, no, That's no, what no, the no. You guys say. No, you guys have to. You guys have to Google this. Kermit the Frog isn't dating Miss Piggy anymore. Uh, he he has a new girlfriend. What the fuck are you talking about? So, uh, yeah, Denise. Type it. Yeah, her name is Denise. Look this shit up. This shit's so fucking funny. I don't. I don't she, like she, this fact because Michael Jackson's not in this fact. You see how you sound? So now I'm not going to Google. <laughs> I it. like this fact. I like this fact better if Kermit was dating Michael Jackson. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's funny because... The little-known fact is that Kermit once did date Michael Jackson, but after <laughs> after the court trial, he wasn't allowed to talk about it. So I'm going to give this trailer a six, and and that's all I'm giving it. Take oh, it or leave it, Derek. I like it a lot. Yeah, that was it was very weird and entertaining. Yeah, it just whets your appetite. You're like, and for all the reasons I that I said, where you're like, whoa, like this is a Jim Henson movie. You got David Bowie. They gave, they gave you just a little taste a little nugget of his uh, his singing and his and, uh, how and he looks. And he's looking seriously like fucking he's, like he's glam the goblin rock. King. In that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would for sure watch this movie. I'll give David this Bowie. a seven and a half because it just doesn't beat. I want to eat the baby. Doesn't beat being John Malkovich for me. What about you? I give it an eight. I think it's a good trailer. Give it an eight. I think it's a good trailer. Yeah, it was definitely a good trailer. Um, doesn't give too I, much away. I think that this episode is probably Joey's baseball equivalent that it was. You know, like we really no! had a hard time with the baseball. I think Joey's having a hard time <laughs> with the puppet the puppets, movies, you... but they're not even people. Fuck this. And they don't. E- None of them are Michael Jackson so no far. Michael Jackson puppets. I'm a claymation guy, not puppet guy. We know this. Do you want to know claymation where you can see of a, a, a puppet of Michael Jackson? In the Genesis yeah. video, Land of Confusion, also 1986. <laughs> now, is that yeah, a fun fact or what? That was, that a, is a, fun that was a fun fact. It got me jacked up. So go My watch bu- that video, and then after you jerked off to the puppet, go watch Labyrinth so we can talk about it. I'm going to watch Labyrinth, but I'm probably going to jerk off during Labyrinth, too. <laughs> I, I, I can't go that long. For all the baby peril. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me your tomato scores, you, you cocksuckers. Well, it doesn't seem like uh, this movie did well based on your fun facts, so no, I'm going to go... It's a cult movie that people liked later. Yeah, I'll probably say 23%. Wow, dang. <laughs> I'm going to give it like a 40... A 40 snake sound. 40... 47. Charlie, I hate to do this again, but you fucking suck, dude. Well, what is it? What is it? It's a 71. They love it. The tomato meter loves it. Oh, the tomato. That was a misdirection. I, yeah. misdir- I misdirected. I misguided. They gave it a 71. And they even said, while it's arguably most more interesting on a visual level, Labyrinth provides further proof of directed Jim Henson's boundless imagination. Wow. Well, I've lost again. I wish Jim Henson could hear what the tomato people have to say about it, because I think he wouldn't quit directing if he knew that people in the tomato world will love him later in life. He totally wouldn't have quit directing if he didn't die. So what did yeah. Bobby Seger have to say death about Death is it? the number one cause of quitting Hollywood. <laughs> Bob, Bob Ebe the third says two stars. That's not bad. That's not good. It's, it's not, not good. I good. Like it. One other problem is that the movie is too long. Without a strong plot line to pull us through, all movies like this run the danger of becoming just a series of incidents. There's no structure to the order of the adventures. Sarah does this, she does that, she's almost killed here, almost trapped there, until at last nothing much matters. 
Great energy and creativity went into the construction, production, and direction of this movie, but it doesn't have a story that does justice to the production. Sounded like he was a little bit, um, he was having some existential dread. I would like to read the sentence as to why I chose this movie. Uh, the great, yes, the best sentence that, um, that uh, Bobby, Bobby Bear has ever written. <laughs> uh, but they are still Muppets. And I think the Muppet idea works better when humans visit the Muppet world, as in the Muppets movies, rather than when Muppets turn up in the human world. <laughs> and I say that because he uses the word Muppets five times in one sentence. I think that's the record. Uh, I'd like to submit that as the record. If you have a sentence with more Muppets in it, please email us or message us on Instagram at Trailer Trashing Pod or Trailer Trashing Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be waiting patiently. I have to say, uh, Joey chose the order of movies for this episode, and I, uh, I'm a little displeased with uh, with having gone first with by far the absolute best puppet movie of today's, uh, you know, movie choices. And uh, Joy, which movie is yours? The one that's going last? Not better than being John Malkovich. Which one is that? We had Derek movie go last last week when Derek hated baseball. Derek movie go last. So since I hated puppet movies, I decided I will go last this time and show you what puppet movies are actually all about with the Trey Parker and Matt Stone original Team America 2004. Let's do this, baby. Lock and loaded. I'm ready for it. Gary, I hate to break it to you, but the world is on the brink of disaster. World crime is at an all-time high. And the only thing standing between order and chaos is us. Hey, terrorists! Terrorize this! And just what does this have to do with me? Last week in Paris, we caught four terrorists with a weapon of mass destruction. We have to find out who sold it to them. Our only hope is to have somebody act like a terrorist. We need an actor. And they say you're the best. I've got five terrorists going southeast on Bakalakadaka Street. Soon every country will be in complete chaos. To save the world from falling apart. And so you see, the new world is inevitable. It's what? Inevitable. One more time? Inevitable! Things are inevitably going to change! One team must pull together. All right, let's move! It's too soon to be having feelings for you. Maybe. Feelings are feelings because we can't control them. And turn the Earth's darkest moment. Kapla! Three more cities have fought it. I can't keep it together! I'm not gonna let it end like this. Into mankind's finest hour. There's too many of them! This isn't about sex, Gary, it's about trust! <laughs> All right, let's make this interesting. Now that is what a puppet movie trailer 
is. There, there, there was puppets, of course. There was hot puppets. There was explosions. There was Those fighting. were the weirdest looking puppets. <laughs> I don't know about hot. The blonde puppet was sexy. My favorite thing about this movie is that the the when they do all the celebrities, the the Matt Damon puppet came out so derpy that they just made him only able to say his name. Remember Matt <laughs> Damon? That's the second puppet movie where that happened in this episode. <laughs> I can't believe, Derek, you said one of my favorite fun facts. But don't worry, I got more fun facts coming. So so you're not gonna ruin my fun fact day. I, I wanted to say, though, that, like, since we're doing puppet movies, we should maybe uh, spend, like, a second talking about, like, the different art styles. Because it's, like, uh, obviously this is, like, a wacky, like, uh, comedy made by the people who made um, South, Park. South Park. And I think Kim Jong-un character was pr- uh, That's played not by Cartman, Kim Jong-un. Right? That's Kim Jong-il. Oh, this is from this that is long ago? This is pre... Yeah, this is earlier regime. Pre-un. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had the same haircut, but um, uh, it it's just like the the puppets that they used in this were were it's like it is a wacky comedy, and so the puppet style fit it very well. I thought they were so wacky looking and goofy and derpy, as you said. Yeah, it's very self referential. Like when they first came out with South Park, and they like they, their animation was bad because they hadn't animated before. Um, but like, yeah, it, it just, it, it jokes on that a lot, especially in the, the, the very controversial sex scene that has there's been... a puppet sex scene. Oh my God. It's Dude, crazy. They, they show penetration. They, they, <laughs> they, um, they had to cut it it's... to, to be R rated. They like, I, I don't it know if there's another like puppet movie in the history of all film where the MPAA was like, okay, you have to cut this out of the puppet sex scene because we'll make it NC-17 if you if you don't and you're not going to sell any tickets. Well, so I think there's a like part of there's an X-rated DVD where you can see all of it and they like there's penetration and they like shit on each other and stuff and what? I, uh, that's it, crazy. I, I remember this now and I like I think I was 13 when this came out and my mom agreed to take me and my friends to it. And, <laughs> oh my god. She, she, she was very <laughs> upset by that. <laughs> I think that's the perfect age, though, to watch. Yeah, kind no, of that's why I like, loved it. Like you're, th- you're 13. The Iraq War is happening, and there's all this propaganda, and this movie's kind of like making fun of that, like era Joey, in, in America. Jo- Joey lived permanently as a 13 year old with the Iraq War going on. <laughs> if being a 13 year old boy for the rest of your life is bad, then I don't want to be right. Then and, and, I will sleep comfortably on my cum-caked Ninja Turtle sheets. So my favorite, as a 13-year-old, as a fan of 13-year-old comedy, I love the line when he like goes, in life you're either an asshole, a pussy, or a dick. And sometimes the asshole shits on pussies and dicks, but dicks fuck pussies and assholes. And yeah, he a- does a whole monologue, <laughs> which results in the main character puppet like vomiting a, a lake of vomit for like five minutes. <laughs> as a 13-year-old, you're in tears. And 11 years later, 11 years later, as Joey is 24 now, he still is amazed and obsessed with Team America. Um, okay, so I guess we have to rate this, right? The trailer? Nine. Was fine. Point five. I'll give this like a seven. All right, I'll respect that. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I don't dislike these kind of movies. They have their place. I 
I watched a lot of uh, this kind of stuff when I was that age. Derek, did you yeah. or did you not find the puppet hot? The blonde puppet. What? Is she the one that got shit on? Yeah, she got shit on. Um, yeah, this uh, really took me back to just like that 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 place in time of just like being in middle school during the Iraq war. Very awkward God, time. God, that was the best. Don't you just um, miss the Iraq war? <laughs> not at all. But uh, yeah, in like sixth grade, seventh grade class, just hearing about Iraq all day and knowing all the details and then just like so much propaganda and these guys uh, on South Park too, at the time they were doing that stuff, like right after nine 11, they did those like bin Laden episodes that were like making fun of bugs bunny. And so they kind of also were kind of propaganda ish during the time. And then it just feels weird when you watch something like this. So it, it's like self-referential and, sort of making fun of the culture of the time with like America fuck yeah uh, America but, fuck but also, yeah also yeah also very anti-terrorist um yeah it's like it's funny because in in order to make fun of the propaganda they made more propaganda i guess yeah it, it, it yeah it was a it was a weird time but like yeah it just takes me back to 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 being to being an awkward preteen middle school or like and we i don't know how many like friends houses i slept over where we would watch this and like smoke weed the first time and then nice. just wake up at 3 a.m with the dvd menu repeating over and over and over because <laughs> i was back in like the the prime era of of dvd menus where it was just all the explosions all the bells and whistles the tna if you will the DVD menu, I'll never forget, is the Love Actually DVD menu, which is just this like, really beautiful piano song that just repeats itself every ha- every 30 seconds. So it gets beautiful to annoying really, really fast. And um, the reason why I know it so well is because there was a phase in my life from like 13 to like 15 where I thought I was depressed. I thought watching Love Actually was the only way to cure my depression. So every night I would go to sleep watching Love Actually and then wake up between my mom yelling at me to wake up and like the DVD noise of like da 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 like this annoying music. And um and that's when I actually realized I need a girlfriend. Call back from last week episode. I need I was I thought I needed a DVD, but I need love, actually. <laughs> actually because <laughs> uh, that uh, that's the movie name. <laughs> So um, we got to wrap this up soon. Can you guys give me your, your tomato scores, goddammit? Oh, we haven't done that yet? No. I think they gave it like a 50. I'll go 45. You guys are such haters today, man. You guys have been under all day. This was a 77. Fuck. The tomato score. Team America will either offend you or leave you in stitches. It'll probably do both. They nailed it. All right, what did <laughs> what did Robert Banana say? One, he gave it a one star. He what? did not like it. Uh, if I were, uh, I wasn't offended by the movie's content so much uh, as by its nihilism. At a time when the world is in crisis and the country feces an important election, sorry, I did that myself. Uh, feces? Faces... <laughs> I didn't help myself. And the country feces an important election. He does not talk like that. <laughs> the, re- the representation of, of Parker Stern and company. <laughs> Do I just even does not talk like any of that? 
is to sneer at both sides. Indeed, at anyone who takes the current world situation seriously. They might be right in that some of us are puppets, but they're wrong. That all of us are fools and dead wrong that it doesn't matter. Get out my swamp! My groin! <laughs> you, did, wait, you the last paragraph is pretty good. He says that I was wa- the last paragraph. The last dingus. Wait, I'm I have a different last paragraph. He read all of that. And then he and then he derailed us by pronouncing faces as feces, and then I I thought I could save it by making it uh Scottish instead of poop. And then uh, you got really mad at his Scottish accent because <laughs> Bobby Bear doesn't have one like that. And uh, now we're here. So that brings us up to uh, <clears throat> up to speed. So, yeah, so I guess he was he was mad mostly because of the uh, situation with politics at the time. So Roger, the motherfucking baby face Ebert, was mad about politics during a time like this. I can't believe that this war made the movie man himself. Talk about politics instead of comedy. Joey, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe he was mad about politics at a time like this. It was a comedy. It was a good movie. There was jokes. There was riffs. That there was there was they're improv- political jokes. No, yeah, they were they're, all they're. Oh my god! It's a political. It's essentially a political comedy. Well, what he? Uh, what, he uh, what are you? Are you joking? Uh, I'm kidding. Are you I'm, joking? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm just trying uh, to watch. I'm trying um, to get emotion out of you, Derek. What, That's what all. he what he says is um, he calls them equal opportunity offenders, which it, I've only heard describes them in a positive way, but he's saying it in a negative way. It sounds like. <laughs> Which I think is so strange because he's old school. Because he's old school. Back when he was growing up, he was like, "Batman can be racist as long as he's nice to white people." Like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Robert Ebert's kind of like a traditional kind of old man who who wants everyone to kind of rally around something like a war in Iraq instead of being like, yeah. "War but is dumb it, it and everything like, is dumb." That at the time we all forget now, but <clears throat> like the going into Iraq had really high like approval ratings after nine eleven. Like George Bush's approval went up, and he got reelected and everything. And that's what I was saying. Like in my sixth grade class, we're like getting the updates every day, where it's like, "Oh, we've got we're coming up through South. Oh, we've taken Baghdad," and everyone was like, "Yay, we took Baghdad." Um, <laughs> I forgot you went to. This is probably in, when you were in Florida, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone was probably like really excited about that kind. Yeah, of stuff. no, yeah. So in my in my geography <laughs> class, we would have been like learning about Iraq and why it was good that we took whatever this city, that city, and then in my history class, I would have been learning how the Civil War was really about states' rights. And people don't believe me, but they taught us that. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So let's recap everything we learned today. We learn it's that John the Joey recap. <laughs> it's the Joey recap. It's my favorite part of the episode. The Joey recap is now. Okay, breaking it down for you. John Malkovich is indeed a puppet controlled by John Cusack and others. Um, we learn that the Muppet guy doesn't like to make movies when people don't like the movies he made, but he didn't realize that later in life there's a whole cult following that Derek Blight's a part of that loves his weird, shitty movies. And we also learn that um, puppets are, yes, and factually hot when the South Park guys make their puppets for them. 
And that we, also, we also learned that that Joey hasn't seen either of these two movies and chose the last one and only likes the last one. And we also yeah. learned that Derek Blythe was brainwashed to believe that um, getting bad get bad diamond. What 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 did he just say? Oh my god. <laughs> Back Kevin? Joey, Joey needs to move to Florida. Joey's, oh Joey's God. like the perfect demographic for people that live back in Florida. And that is it. I'm backing out the... of our geography podcast now, Joey. That is it for this episode of Trailer Trashing. If you like puppets, tell your puppet friends about this. Watch these movies and have a great night. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram. Email us and uh, be safe out there, folks. We'll be back next week, knuckleheads.